The Productive Woman, Episode 122. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to share with you my conversation with professional organizer, productivity specialist, and author, Lisa Woodruff. You'll find more information about Lisa, along with links to resources she recommends, a freebie she's offering to you, and various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 122. Before we get started, I want to say a special thank you to my returning sponsor, FreshBooks. So this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. I'm so glad to welcome FreshBooks back as a sponsor again. I've been using and loving their great service for a few months now, and they've got an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better. Those of you who are freelancers or solopreneurs or running a small business, definitely owe it to yourselves to check it out. Say you're racing against the clock to wrap up three projects and prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. That's life as a freelancer or as a small business owner. Challenging, sure, but our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are worth it. So they are doing what they can to make it easier for us. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. And to meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of their all-new version of the cloud accounting software that they offer. It's been redesigned from the ground up, and it's been custom-built for exactly the way you work, certainly the way I work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly for the services and products you offer. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. It lets you create and send professional-looking invoices via email in less than 30 seconds, or I mean, you can make them as well, but it's so easy to send these out via email. You can set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster because your invoices go out to your clients via email. They can click on a button in it and pay with their credit card or PayPal or whatever you've made available for them. You can see when your client has seen the invoice, so that puts an end to the guessing games of have they received it? Are they, you know, where are we on that? There's so much more I could say about it, and I will say more about it in coming episodes, but for now, I want you to know that FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to the Productive Woman listeners. So if this is a service that you think you could use, claim your free trial now. Just go to freshbooks.com woman and enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Give it a shot. I think you're going to love it as much as I do. And thank you so much to FreshBooks for sponsoring the Productive Woman. Now let's get right into my conversation with Lisa Woodruff. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Lisa Woodruff. Lisa is a professional organizer, a productivity specialist, the author of a couple great books on organization and productivity, 
through her various approaches, helped thousands of women reclaim their homes and finally get organized with her practical tips, encouragement, and humor through her blog and her podcast at Organized365.com. She's also married and the mom of two teenagers who both have ADHD and learning disabilities, so she's got a lot on her plate and she's basically just a, a busy woman like the rest of us. And because of all that, I've really been looking forward to talking with Lisa about how she manages all this. So welcome, Lisa. Thanks, Laura. It's such an honor to be on your show. Well, I'm excited to have you here. I know a lot of my listeners know your work already, but for those who don't, tell us, uh, I mean, I introduced you a little bit, but in your, you can share with us, what is it you do? So for the first 40 years of my life, I was just a born organized person who kind of held it together until life came crashing down in my mid-30s, and I woke up when I was going to be 40 with no job, a house in shambles, um, had just finished handling my father's estate, and a marriage that was still there, but I hadn't really connected with my husband in years. And I thought, okay, I have to be self-employed, one, because I'm kind of unemployable, but also because I need to be flexible for my kids' needs. And so I was looking at what is the one thing that I could really sink my teeth into for the next 20 years that would really move the needle and be able to leave a legacy in the world. And when I looked at everything I had done from the time I was 20 to 40, I was always successful because in some way I was able to organize, organize the organization, organize schedules, organize physical spaces. And so I set out to start Organize 365 right before I turned 40 as a blog. And now it has morphed into something totally different. But at that time, Every drawer in my own house was a junk drawer. All the closets no longer really had designations. It had been about two years since I had decluttered and organized my own house, and I was just spinning out of control. And I started to document that journey. And over the last five years, I've really been able to take what I physically was doing in people's homes, physically organizing them, and translating that as a teacher into motivational and actionable steps people can do all over the world without me physically being there and help everyone reclaim their home. Hmm. Well, and so since then, you've just been working on kind of a, a number of fronts with respect to organization. You've got the blog, you've got the podcast, which I love. There's great stuff there. And I'll, I'll make sure there are links to, to your website and those sorts of things in the show notes. But you also go out and actually work with clients, Yes. So I started physically working with clients. And I think in order to get productive at anything, there are a couple of stages you always go through. And the first stage is complete overwhelm, where you're just trying to get down to what is the essence of what you're doing. And the second stage is creating systems and organization. And then the third stage is scaling that and becoming productive. And so in my business, I went in and I physically organized hundreds of women in Cincinnati. Through that, I was able to train my teammates. We all organized organized the same exact way now, and we can almost telepathically communicate. It's kind <laughs> of fun. I don't do very much of the organizing anymore. But through helping all those different women, I kind of realized that there are actually four stages of life that a woman goes through. And what a professional organizer does is they are able to translate how the house is disorganized and create systems and solutions that are tailored to the phase of life that you're in. And that's why the organization that we do sticks is because you have to be reorganized four times in your life. So as I was doing that, 
and training my team, I was blogging about it. And really, a blog is your online journal of your own self-discovery. Yeah. A year or two ago, I deleted 70% of the blog posts, Pinterest boards, everything that I had because I now know what my, my system is. But back then, I was just learning what my system was. And the best way to do that is with actual physical people, either through coaching on the phone or physically in their home. And that's how I kind of refined how I organize myself and what works for me and how I could then translate that through a blog post or a podcast to people who I couldn't physically organize and it would still work. Yeah. And that's what I've seen in the materials that you have online. And, and it's one of the reasons I was excited to talk with you. We're, we're recording this near the end of 2016, but it's going to be published right after the beginning of 2017. And I know a lot of listeners, just like me, at the beginning of a year are thinking about these sorts of things. And so uh, as we continue talking, I'm hoping maybe you can share some tips and kind of point listeners in a, a direction of if they're in that mindset right now of wanting to start off the new year strong and and uh, get the, get things organized about how they can do that. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about who you are for the listeners who don't already follow you. I think it's helpful uh, for us to have a little bit of context for the kinds of things that a, a guest like you on the show does to stay productive. And we're going to dig a little bit into that. So uh, but for that context, can you tell us a little bit about what, if there is such a thing for you, uh, what a typical day might be like for you? Yeah, I love answering this question. I love listening to your guests answer this question. Actually, I have a podcast episode about a typical day in Lisa's life, and it's the number one downloaded episode. I think it's because we always want to know everything looks so great on social media. Like, how are these people really getting these things done? Yeah. So I'll preface this by saying my house is organized. So I've already decluttered and I've organized, and I think that's a big part of it. But I am responsible for my kids, and I think often why I love to listen to a typical day in a working mom's life is how do they balance the house, the kids, and the family all together. And I definitely do that. So I get up at 545. I go in and wake up my son. And then I find out what he wants to eat, go make that for breakfast and bring it to him in his bed. Because my kids have ADHD and I know a lot of people are dealing with children who have ADHD, there are a lot of things going on in the brains of those kids. And one of the things that may be hard for your child and you haven't realized is there's this thing where they have trouble transitioning. Waking up is a transition. Getting in the shower is a transition, and it's something that my son really struggles with. So to eliminate any battles and to move things along, if you bring them a nice hot breakfast, all of a sudden they will sit up and start eating, and you can overcome that. Then I go ahead, and I get in the shower, and I get ready for the day, and I actually check my email and my social media right then. Again, <laughs> not a common productivity tip, but I need to make sure that anything that came in overnight through email doesn't need to get done, and I have Google email me my Google Calendar every morning at 6 a.m. So you, I see that email. How do you do yeah. that? Just hate to interrupt, but how do you do how do you do that? Yeah, it's life-changing. So you go into your Google Calendar and you go into settings. You may have to Google how to do it because I did it a while ago, but there's like this little check mark that you check, and then it will just send you an email each morning at 6 a.m. of your schedule. Perfect. And it's great because you know, a lot of being productive is being able to think. Like productivity comes from thinking more than action. Yeah. So reading through my schedule of the day reminds me, okay, when do I have podcast interviews? What's coming up? So as I'm showering, I am mentally preparing for what I'll do, which saves a lot of time. 
So when I get out of the shower, I keep nudging my son to get in. My daughter is very much a self-starter. She takes care of herself. I go downstairs. Um, I might start a load of laundry. I might empty the dishwasher, but I'm always doing the dishes from the night before. I don't like to do dishes at night. (laughs) And I'm a morning person. And what I've noticed is, as a morning person, if I don't give myself a lot of tasks, I bother my children, which actually (laughs) slows them down and annoys them to no end. So I do dishes empty the dishwasher and I'm like revved full of energy, <laughs> get out their medicine. And then when it's time to go, I go and I sit in the car and I don't bother them. I just go, I'm getting in the car. <laughs> so I go sit in the car and then I wait for them to come out, make sure they've taken their medicine and then we leave. And it takes me an hour to drive the kids to school and come back. So in our car, I'm giving you a lot of detail because I would want this. Mm-hmm. So in our car, we have no radio on because we all like different things. So we all have earbuds in. I only have one in. They have two in. <laughs> and they listen to whatever they want. And I start listening to podcasts. So I probably listen to about three podcasts each morning, unless they want to talk. Then, of course, we talk. But definitely on the way home, I'm getting through one or two podcasts. So I get home. It's about 8 o'clock now, usually. I let the dog out, start the dishwasher if I'm going to run the dishwasher. And if I'm really into a podcast I like, I frit around and I do a little bit of more housework for about 10 minutes to finish up a podcast. Then I come upstairs and I open up my computer. And the first 30 minutes or so, I just get into the day by going through some routine tasks. So I read my favorite blog. I look at my bank statements. I look at my stats. I look at Facebook. I do all of those things. And then at nine o'clock is really when I get down to whatever work I have to do for the day. And I only give myself one to three tasks that have to be accomplished and everything else is a bonus. Hmm. Anytime between one thirty and three, depending on the day, is when I leave to go get my kids. And that's another one hour round trip to bring them back. Sometimes there's more trips than that. And from then on, the day is less predictable because I am the driver and I have teenagers. I don't do the cooking though. I think you guys should know that. Like <laughs> I have my husband do all the grocery shopping, the cooking because I'm terrible at it and I really don't care. Give me peanut butter and jelly. Like I'm totally happy and they like variety. So I don't have to usually do dinner and I'm out of energy. So I am a morning person. And by the time two o'clock comes, I do social media and stuff like that. But really the rest of the day is just shuttling kids uh, and not as productive. So my first half of the day is what's really productive. Well, you know, and and what I'm really liking in listening to you describe all of this is uh, there's kind of a theme coming through there. You really know yourself. You know what works for you. You know what systems, what routine, what approach, what, what time of day you're most effective, all those things. You've obviously thought about this stuff. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and, and and so, I mean, I love that. Um I have to ask, you kind of caught my attention when you mentioned about some of the things that you do, uh, you know, when you first sit down to your computer and you mentioned that you you do those sorts of routine things that help you ease into the day, which I think is a great idea. Uh, But you also mentioned that one of the things you do is read your favorite blog. Is that, that, can you tell us what that is? Oh, yeah. It's Andrea Decker's blog. I've been reading it for like six years. It's the one blog I always read every day. Huh. And it, I know. I don't know. I don't know who Andrea Decker is. It's andreadecker.com. It used to be simpleorganizedliving.com. Wow. She's younger than me. She was a professional organizer. She's a virtual assistant for a couple of blogs. She has three little kids under five right now. Oh my goodness. And she just is naturally productive. And I just, I just love the way she describes things. 
Very cool. I'll, I'll, I'll have to find that and put a link in the show yeah. notes so, so we can find it. I'm always interested in, uh, you know, what other people are listening to and, and what they read and what's helping them and or what they enjoy because it's, it's fun to find that stuff. So you, you've got a system in place, obviously, that works for you. Like you, I love hearing that stuff. It's it's why I ask the question. I, I get I always get ideas and a little bit of inspiration just from hearing how other people manage to do the things they do. You obviously have a lot of hats you wear, as most women do these days, uh, and so it's it's fun to kind of hear how you're doing that. Of course, everybody's life is a little bit different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter and. You know, for a lot of us, saying no is a challenge. For some, organizing their stuff is a big challenge. The things that you know how to do well don't come naturally to a lot of people. For some, it's managing their calendar. You seem to have things pretty much under control, but are there any challenges that you have when it comes to, you know, getting the things done that that you care about and, and making a life that matters like we talk about on this show? Oh yes, Laura. I am very much a human being. So, <laughs> for the, for, I am uh, very analytical, and I am always tweaking. And that's why I love that too. Like the reason I could tell you so detailed what I do, is because I am constantly changing and perfecting this routine. Although I'm not a perfectionist, but I'll tell you the biggest challenge that I have to productivity is other people. <laughs> so, like if I had my own perfect world, like I'd be super productive, and. As a mom, as a working from home mom, because I need to be for my kids, it's not optional that I get a nine to five job. Not that I think that would be beneficial for me anyway, but I tried it and it did not work for our family. What is frustrating to me is when the kids get sick and now they're home. And I'm telling you, we're actually recording this on a Saturday. So I had to tell everybody, you can't come in the bedroom, like keep the dog out there. I'm like, you cannot stream your game. I'm on Skype. You'll block me out. Like I cannot work as well when the family's in the house. I work best when it's just me in my home. And so that means that if anybody gets sick or there's a snow day or they're delayed or I don't know, somebody has a hangnail so children are home, I swear there's so many reasons kids come home from school. So I don't have time. So I spent so much of my life going, I can't make success in my business because I don't have 40 hours a week. And finally, I thought, well, I don't need 40 hours a week. And really, honestly, what I usually get of alone time to work on my business is anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a week. And honestly, that's all I need. But I need to make those 15 to 20 hours super productive. And I need to try to be two to three weeks ahead of what needs to be put out on any social media or blog platform. So honestly, as we're recording this, I have just had 80 hours of unexpected events happen in the last two weeks. So I am swimming. <laughs> I am treading water right now. Um, and I'm going to record a podcast on my podcast in December about this, about how I'm able to make do during this time because I am so organized and productive. And there are a lot of things I can easily let go so I can keep up to date on what needs to be done. But the thing that is falling off and is not getting recouped in time is my time with my husband. And that's what I noticed when my house was unorganized too. And the thing that really grieved me the most was that the house does get taken care of. The kids get taken care of. The dog will get let out. The business will get done. But my husband will get pushed to the back burner. And my number one goal in life is to remain married for my entire life. And so in order to do that, 
I have to really make sure that that doesn't happen because it's so easy to do and he will not complain and he won't even mention it. And the next thing you know, it's been two weeks and we really haven't talked. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you say that. I was just thinking this morning, it's been a really challenging season for me. We actually live outside of a small town on some acreage about 50 miles away from Dallas, which is where my office is for my day job um, as a lawyer. And uh, almost three years ago, we, just because the commute was killing me, it's at least an hour each way and often more. uh, So about three years ago, we got an apartment in town about 10 minutes away from my office and I stay here during the week. I try to go home on the weekends. Well, Mike and I have been married for... 37 years, I think. And so we can survive the time apart. But just this morning, I was thinking, I am so tired of this, of not seeing my husband, of not having the time to talk, because we can go literally days without talking to each other. And I actually mm-hmm. kind of like him. And so you have yeah, to... Me too. Yeah, isn't that funny? Um, and you know, like you, I want to stay married. And he doesn't complain, but I'm feeling it. I don't like the fact that we've, you know, gone several days and maybe, you know, texted each other or something. And so it's an interesting thing that you said about how everything else gets done and the relationship, it's easy to take it for granted. Well, he'll still be there next week. And he will, but that's not the, eh, not the most productive uh, perspective on on keeping a marriage strong. Yeah, and I've really had to prioritize that because um, I I am the lion, I am the leader, I'm the type A personality. Mm. <laughs> and my husband is a, you know, a type B Labrador retriever. Mm. <laughs> so he'll just, oh yeah, it's fine. Okay, I'll wait. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. So if I don't stop myself, because I would, if I could, I would work on my business all the time. Like my dreams for Organized 365 are gigantic. Yeah. But I have to temper that with the fact that I am the only mom that my children have. I am the only wife that my husband has. Yeah. There are other people who know how to organize houses. I'm not the only one that can help people organize houses. I love it, but I'm the only one that could be a wife and mother to my family. Oh, that's, you know, and that's such a great perspective and such an important thing to remember. I think it's so easy for, you know, most of us as women to get sidetracked with all the things that we love to do and are good at and want to contribute in different ways. But you're absolutely right. There are other people that can do a lot of those things. You know, it's something we have to think about in terms of really making a life that matters you know, what are the things that only I can do and focus our time and energy and attention on those things? Yeah, definitely. Well, normally I ask guests about whatever tools and resources they recommend for managing their time and managing their space. And real quickly, do you use any particular tools to sort of manage your schedule? Uh, You mentioned Google Calendar. Is that kind of your primary one? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this again, because, you know, I do listen to your podcast. And I thought, whenever that question is asked, I always feel like I need to come up with a planner or an online resource or an app, of which I don't use very many. I mean, I use the regular ones. But really, the productivity tool that I use, and I teach other people to use, is the concept of a Sunday basket. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is 
when people first find me, I tell them to do the Sunday basket and they resist for like months and then they actually do it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I should have done this earlier and it works for everyone. So essentially the Sunday basket is a cute way to have your kitchen counter paper pile in your kitchen without looking like a paper pile. So instead of having a pile of paper, you just put it in a basket or a box or a bag or whatever you like, whatever your decor is. But the the goal is that you go through everything that's in that container one day a week. So for me, it's Sunday and it's a basket. So it's a Sunday basket. So every Sunday, I take everything that would be on my kitchen counter out of this basket, touch it, and then say, can this wait until next Sunday? Because we all have more on our plate than we can get done in one week. So if it can wait until next Sunday, it goes back in the basket and then whatever can't gets put on my to-do list for the week. But the nice thing about the Sunday basket from a productivity standpoint is that by Wednesday, my life is chaotic and I literally will grab the mail out of the mailbox, flip through it and put all of it, including what needs to be recycled in the Sunday basket. Hmm. And then Friday night or Saturday, I might pull out some things, but even if I don't have time to do that on Sunday... I'll sort through the mail. And so it gives you a place to put everything so that nothing's lost. If on Saturday morning you find out you need that bill to pay or that flyer to fill out, you know where it is. It's in the Sunday basket. And this works if you do it every single week. So every single Sunday I go through, that's when I pay bills. That's when I do our calendar. That's when I fill out forms for the kids. Anything that can wait until Sunday goes in that basket. And then that time I have designated set aside time to do all of those household mom and wife related tasks. I love that. Long before we got connected through a mutual friend, uh, I've read stuff about your Sunday basket and I, and I love the idea and I love the approach that you're using. I, I suppose there's nothing magical about the day Sunday. If a person's schedule is such that, you know, Thursday's the better day for them to do those things. It, it could be a Thursday basket, but but the concept, Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so you've got a lot of information about this on your website, but for those who haven't heard you talk about it before, how, how did you come up with this? So, well, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So <laughs> I was uh, 30 years old with two little kids, a two-year-old and a six-month-old, and our older two-year-old was extremely asthmatic, and he did not sleep. He is a wolf, so he is a night owl. And from birth. Like the kid never sleeps. He never, 20 minute nap. And I would have this huge pile of papers on my kitchen counter because I had a home-based business, adoption paperwork, medical paperwork, um, mail, just everything was on the kitchen counter. And you remember, you know, Mm -hmm. in early 2000, we weren't exactly at all paperless then or even very computer-based. So everything was there for me to do. And he would take a nap. But by the time he would wake up, I hadn't even started on anything in that pile. I was paying bills late, even though we had the money to pay them because I couldn't find them in order to pay them. Mm. So one Sunday night, my husband and my kids were all asleep at eight o'clock. And for some reason, I had energy. And I took that big pile of paper and I spread it out on the family room floor. And it actually was 40 different piles of things that needed to be done. You know, like maybe 10 or 12 of them were for my business. And then probably about 15 different piles for different things that needed to be done for the kids and bills and all of those things. And so being a teacher, I had these things called slash pockets, which you put in binders. They're like colorful and you slip them in binders and they're plastic and sometimes they have a tab on them. And so I used these 
slash pockets that I have for my teaching days. And I put each of the piles into those slash pockets and I grabbed along a burger basket and put them in the basket. So now I had 40 slash pockets in this basket. So Monday, when Joey fell asleep for just a few minutes, I was able to grab one of those slash pockets out, do what was in there. And he woke up, but I had done something. I had been productive. I had actually accomplished something during nap time. And it probably took me six weeks to get caught up to where I felt like I was on top of what was in that basket, which is what I tell people. The Sunday basket takes six weeks for it to become a good system for you. But then from then on, you know, I have used the same system for the, the past 15 years. Sometimes I don't have very much to do like the middle of the summer or in March and there's very little in my Sunday basket or I'll even stop using my Sunday basket altogether. But then like right now when I've had all these additional uh, needs on my time, the 80 hours that I've had to suck out of my regular day in the last two weeks, my Sunday basket is overflowing. But on Sunday, which is tomorrow, as of the time we're recording this, I could sit down, look through it all, and make sure things aren't falling through the cracks while I'm in this really busy season. Also, if you have a home-based business or like when I was handling my father's estate, I would grab another basket. So I'd have my Sunday basket, and then I'd have a work basket or an mm -hmm. estate basket. And then I was able to keep up on those demands on my time also by going through that every Sunday. And so when you when you tell people to start with this Sunday basket approach, because it, it, this is interesting to me, because in one of the mastermind groups that I facilitate, one of the goals of, of one of the members that she's been working on for this 12 weeks is getting a handle on mm -hmm. the piles of paper on the kitchen counter, because the stuff that comes home with the kids from school and the bills and the, you know, whatever. And so... Um, she's been looking for a system and, and we've talked about various things that she can do. But when you um, start somebody on this, do you advise them to get file folders or pocket folders or something? Or does it start with just throwing everything in a, in a basket or a box or something? Yes. So if you go to organize365.com, you'll find right on the homepage, you can get into the free organization 101, which is essentially how you set up a Sunday basket. So step one is to get a laundry basket. We all have one of those. Mm -hmm. Dump the laundry on the floor. We don't need the laundry. Now take the basket <laughs> and you go throughout your house and you collect all of your paper. So you're specifically looking at your nightstand, your car, the garage, the laundry room, your purse, the kitchen, the dining room, and you fill that laundry basket full of paper. If you have filled two laundry baskets full of paper, which is the average, stop filling the laundry baskets and process through that paper before you go after more paper. Mm. You sit down with the laundry basket and you're going to touch every single piece of paper in that basket and you are either going to shred it, recycle it, put it in a pile to be filed in long-term archive storage, or leave it in the basket as a Sunday basket item, something that has to be done. When you're done touching all those items, you take the things that are needing to be put in a file, like you're just saving them because they're fileable papers. You walk that to wherever your filing cabinet is. You do not open that filing cabinet, which is probably full of papers that just need to be shredded. But we're not going to worry about that now. <laughs> you just put these papers there on the floor, on the counter, on top of the filing cabinet. It doesn't matter. And you pretend they don't exist and you walk away. And then you just start using that first laundry basket as your Sunday basket. Now, you probably need it for laundry. So grab an Amazon box, a paper bag. I don't care what you grab. Just some container. Don't buy anything yet. That is your first Sunday basket. 
do not buy file folders. Do not buy slash pockets. Do not get slash pockets and label them like, oh, I'm going to have categories like bills and forms <laughs> to fill out because then you won't have any forms to fill out and you'll have an empty slash pocket. So the slash pockets just hold items. Okay. They don't necessarily have to be labeled and your papers don't have to fit in any kind of system because they're constantly changing because these are all actionable items. They're a letter you have to respond to. It's a something you need to order. It's a household project that you put in this basket that needs to be done. Like we need to repaint all of our doors because we have a puppy. So I have a quart of paint in my Sunday basket because on Sunday, I'm going to decide, am I going to do this this week or not? If not, it's going to stay in the Sunday basket. And if the project is too big to stay in the Sunday basket, I just write on a note card or a post-it note and drop that in the Sunday basket so that I touch that paper and make that decision. Is this the week that we decide that we're going to rake the leaves or whatever? Like Even things like that are in my Sunday basket. Hmm. Well, there's so much we could talk about there, and I know you've you've talked about it tons. And and again, I'll have links in the show notes for uh, people to go to your website and learn more about this. I, I I envision the Sunday basket is this like pretty frou frou thing that have has all the neat papers and pretty pens and post it notes in. But I think it's something a little more practical than just frou frou and pretty. So I encourage uh, any listeners who are struggling with you know, piles of paper everywhere to definitely check this out because it's such a great system and can make a difference in your peace of mind and and in what your house looks like when your kitchen counters for sure. I need to get my husband on this. He loves to pile, you know, the mail on the kitchen counter and then just leave it there forever. Makes me crazy. Yes, my husband has a Sunday basket as well. And you don't want to mix Sunday baskets. So uh -huh. your Sunday basket and his Sunday basket are different because you each need to go through your Sunday basket each Sunday. Although Greg's never gone through his, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a place where he files things that are important. That if I say, if he says, where is that? I go, well, why don't you check your Sunday basket? And then when it gets overflowing, I go through it. So... Well, I love that. And when we were trading emails about your your uh, visit here to the show, you mentioned that you have a a free weekly printable for the audience that uh, you sent me a link for. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? The link says Sunday Basket Planning Printables. Yes. So when you do a Sunday basket and you go through there and, and you're done with the day and you find, okay, I have these 15 items that need to be done. I am a Google Calendar girl. Everything is on my Google Calendar. So I don't have a planner. However, as an educator, I know when we write things down, it really does help our brain cement things into our brain. And also, I need to plan out my week on paper, even though it is on the calendar digitally. So these two printables, you can print them front and back or as two different sheets. One is just a one-week planner page. And what I do on Sunday is I look at my week coming up and I write in all the non-negotiable things like this interview. And then the second thing I do as a mom of children is I write in all of my driving time because so many people think, oh yeah, I just have to drive the kids to school and they don't think about it. Well, at a minimum, that's 10 hours out of my week. It's an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. That's a lot of time. Yeah. And I usually drive about 20 hours a week. So start putting in all the driving time in there so you can really see where your open blocks are to work. Then at the top, I have you pick 
um, either three home or three work or a combination thereof of tasks. So I'll look at my week coming up and I might say, okay, a home-related task on Wednesday is Joey has to go to the orthodontist. And on Thursday, I need to record a podcast interview. So you write those things in the top and you don't want to have more than three total combined home and work so that you can be successful. Then the other printable is a sheet of paper divided into thirds. And the first list are all of the things that I do routinely every Sunday that I would normally write on a to-do list, like do the laundry, pay the bills, um, recharge my phone, things like that. And then you have a list for home and a list for work. And this is where you list all of the home-related tasks you need to do this week and all of the work-related tasks you need to do this week. And for me, separating out my to-dos into home and work columns helps me and not have them combined in a list. That way, when I sit down to my computer in the morning, I look at my work-related tasks, especially if I get through my top one to three that I want to get done. I'll see if there's another one I can knock out during the day. After two o'clock, I usually look at the home-related tasks, which don't involve as much of my thinking time, but usually involve a lot of physical time. Hmm. So like change the laundry or um, go buy new dog food or whatever it is. Those are the kind of tasks that get done after two o'clock for me. Perfect. And so, like I said, you've, you've offered that as a free downloadable gift for listeners, and there'll be a link in the show notes for that. And I, I thank you for sharing that because, you know, we're always looking for different ways to kind of manage this stuff and uh, different things work for different people. And I love to be able to offer alternatives for listeners. I am. Um, there's so many things I would love to talk with you about, but uh, I, I'm trying to watch the clock and, and be respectful of your time because, as you said, uh, as we're recording this, it's on a Saturday, and and we both have things that we need to do. So let me go back. There's a question that I ask every guest. It's one of my favorites because I learn something every time I ask this question, um, and and it's this. With all these plans that you have and these systems and these routines, and, and you've obviously, you know, you, you know yourself well, you've found uh, things that work for you, but even with all you know and all your experience and, and, and knowledge, do you ever have a day when it just all gets away from you or you, you get totally stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? <laughs> so that was last night. <laughs> like I was done. It was like... I uh, I don't know, just all these unexpected things that are happening right now, and it doesn't look like they're going to end anytime soon. And I was just spinning out of control, and I had dropped my daughter off at an overnight event and found out that my son was having someone spend the night. And I actually did the grocery shopping this week, which I don't normally do, but it's Thanksgiving next week, and I'm actually making Thanksgiving for our family so I went to the grocery store. It's at night. Now we're already not in my wheelhouse because it's after two o'clock and I'm at a grocery store and I was there for an hour and a half and I'm trying to match the coupons with the sales. And my husband picked up Chinese and I had a migraine and I got mm-hmm. home. And I didn't even want the food that I asked him to get. And I said, I'm just done. I said, I'm going to take this fruit punch that you bought, this Snapple fruit punch, which is really yummy. 
and I'm just going upstairs. And I read a little bit of a book and I was on Facebook way too much. And then I started Googling, searching like famous people, which I only do that at the beach. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh, what is this person up to? Oh, really? Kate Middleton's not pregnant again? Oh, well, that's interesting. Well, let's look at her cute little kids. And I just wasted the whole evening, but I didn't feel guilty about it. And I was like, you know, I'm a very productive person and I get a lot done and everybody else is enjoying their Friday night. And so am I. And I'm, we ended up watching it. Greg and I ended up watching a comedian and then blue bloods. And then we went to bed and I used to beat myself up about that. We're like, okay, if everybody's doing something and I have two hours, I should invest that in my business or I should read something educational or I should do a household project. And I'm very hard on myself. And I'm not as hard on myself anymore. I thought, you know what? It's a Friday night. I'm done. We'll start again tomorrow morning. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you just have to do that. Give yourself permission to just blow off the night or, you know, the afternoon or whenever this happens and know that in the the immortal words of the great philosopher Scarlett O'Hara, tomorrow is another day. Yes. You know, and and that's all right. Well, Lisa, again, there are so many things I uh, want to talk with you about. Maybe someday you can come back and we can talk about some more of this great stuff. What's on the horizon for you? you you've got a lot of stuff going on. I thought I heard that you're working on another book. I am, yes. So in April, I'll be launching my second book. My first one is called The Mindset of organization, take back your house one phase at a time. And I talk about these four phases of life that the average American woman goes through. And then the next book is going to be called How ADHD Affects Home Organization, Understanding the Role of the Eight Key Executive Functions of the Mind. And then I will be doing a book tour where I'm going to go to 10 cities from April to August. And actually, Dallas is on the list. Ooh. So maybe we can meet up in person. That would be awesome. Let's let's plan on making that happen. I would love to. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. So you've got all this great stuff going on. You've got a really helpful, very practical podcast for women who want to get a, a better handle on organizing their home, their office, their space, their their minds, whatever. Uh, and as I said, this show is going to be published, uh, you know, made available to listeners right after the first of the year. A lot of us are thinking about these sorts of things then. If if folks want more help or more information, want to know more about what you do, wh- how can they connect with you online? Yeah, the best way is to listen to the podcast, Organize 365, because it's a lot about changing your mind when you look into organization. And I am Organize 365 on all the social media channels. So that's how you can best connect with me there. And your website is also Organize365.com, is it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they can they can track you down there and learn from your years of experience and thinking about these things. And uh, that's such a great resource. And the beginning of a new year is a great time to to start. Actually, today is a great time to start. Um, and I love your the way you described how you can just get started with your laundry basket. So that's awesome. Before we wrap up, do you have any last words for the listener who, you know, as this new year is starting and as they're listening to this, maybe they're looking for some help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Any thoughts for that listener? Yes. You know, the one thing I find is that we, especially as women, and I speak mostly to women, we beat ourselves up for not being 
organized and productive all the time. Like everybody should be born organized and we should have an immaculately clean house and we should be able to have company at any time. And that is just not realistic these days. You have to prioritize what it is you're going to put your time and investment into. And I find people that come to Organize 365, the commonality among them is that they finally had it. They don't want to live this way any longer. They want to live a more organized and productive life. And what I always say is there is no magic wand. It's going to take years, but we can do it and we can start today. And they do. Like people email me all the time and they say, all right, I know it's three years, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So step one, I want to do this. But I think you need to know that this is not a, oh, you come to Organize 365, make a Sunday basket, and then poof, your house is perfectly organized. It is a journey. I would love to go on this journey with you. You can do it. We can all become organized. Organization is a learnable skill, but stop beating yourself up that you're not there yet because there is no there anyway. None of us are going to be perfectly organized. We're all just going to be a little bit more organized and a little bit more productive every day. Well, I couldn't end it any better than that. Thank you so much, Lisa, for taking time to talk to me today. Thank you, Laura. It was a pleasure. I am so thankful to Lisa for taking the time to share her thoughts on how she manages her own busy life and for her great suggestions and tips and and encouraging words for the rest of us. It was an honor to have someone with Lisa's experience and expertise on the show with me, and so I'm really thankful. But what about you? Do you have any questions for Lisa? Uh, Anything that she said that really sparked something for you? Obviously, check out what she's got offered on her website at organize365.com. But if you've got questions you'd like to ask me or ask Lisa about this episode, there are a lot of different ways you can share your feedback. You can share those questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which again, you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 122. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page or in the Facebook group if you're there. Lisa's a member of that group, and so she will weigh in on questions if you ask, uh, you know, about organization or about how she manages her own life. So check that out there. There'll be links to those in the show notes um, to, to where you can find the Facebook page or the Facebook group if you're not already part of it. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I, I love hearing from you, so don't hesitate to do that. And, you know, just to go back to the Facebook thing again, as the new year is starting now and everything, if you haven't already done so, please join me and Lisa and the others in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. This is a private group where we can meet up and interact more. You can ask questions of me or guests or the group in general, share information, insights. Uh, If you find an article that you think is interesting, you know, lots of, of members of the group will share a link to an article they found that is encouraging. It's just a place to talk about productivity and how we're making lives that matter. I would love to see you there. You can go to theproductivewoman.com slash group and just click on the join button. And I'll, um, as soon as I see that, I will let you in and have you be part of the group. If you enjoyed this episode, 
or, or the podcast in general, I really would appreciate it if you'd help me sh- spread the word. I want to grow the community in 2017 and help us support and encourage each other. So there are a couple of ways you can help spread the word. First of all, tell your friends. If uh, you've got a friend who's a, a productive woman or who wants to be a productive woman, show her how to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen to it. Uh, If you like this episode or another, you can always share the episodes on your own social media channels. If you go to the website uh, and the page for this particular episode, which again is say the productivewoman.com slash one, two, two, and it's, or, or whatever episode you want, you'll see buttons there that you can click on to share this episode on your Facebook profile and Twitter I think Pinterest, there's a number of places that you can share wherever you happen to be on social media, but get the word out and let folks uh, hear about it and come be part of the conversation and part of the community. I really would appreciate that. And especially if you haven't already done so, I would love to ask you to consider leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes. Uh, you can go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes, and that'll take you right to this podcast page in iTunes where you can click a little thing to leave a review. You can see the reviews other people have left. But it just really helps me um, get a sense of, you know, whether I'm on the right track. I'd like to say, uh, say a special thank you to a couple of people who left uh, reviews shortly before the the holiday break. Um, one of them being the Walking Deb from the U- United States. She says, "I love listening to Laura. She's caring and reassuring. Um, she really liked uh, episode 118 on having a peace, a productive and peaceful holiday." She said, many of the tips and outside-the-box ideas Laura has has can be applied to life every day, not just at this time of year. Her focus is on things like communicating effectively with loved ones, friends, colleagues, as well as learning new productivity tricks and focusing on good habits and self-care. She puts a lot of time into research as well, which gives me confidence that she's authentic and trustworthy. If you're feeling overwhelmed and don't know what to do next, listen to Laura and you'll get at least three or four timely suggestions to make your week go better. Wow. Uh, Thank you so much to The Walking Deb. I really just wow. Uh, similarly, I had a lovely review from Healthy Brandy, also from the United States, who said, I'm so happy I found this podcast. It prevents me from making excuses to procrastinate on my work in my home and my career. I listen to it as I take care of my house. Since I just started listening, I've been listening to an episode a day until I get caught up. I like listening to the various women's suggestions. Having a a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and a Master's in Social Work, I like listening to the research background of the suggestions. Although I know a great amount of the information through work, experiences, and education, it's nice to hear the information out loud from women in various backgrounds. Keep up the good work, Laura. You and your podcast are very helpful. So thank you, Healthy Brandy. Uh, That that was so encouraging to me. Again, thank you to everyone who leaves a review and, and frankly, to everybody who sends me an email. Um, I love hearing from you, you ladies and, and the guys who write as well. And I, I'm so proud and honored to be a part of a community with you. Uh, last thought, don't forget to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks, and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day 
unrestricted trial of their amazing cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com woman and enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. And thank you once again to FreshBooks for supporting the productive woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Lisa. I hope that you found something in this episode that was helpful to you, that you can put into practice in your life today to make it better. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.